pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, co-creative kinetic believers all over the world. I'm Stephen Canyon. So glad you could join us for one more adventure of manifesting abundance into our lives. Email address is kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. StephenCanyon.com is the website where you can sign up to receive updates and letters from me emailed out to you. Also, Instagram is at Stephen Canyon. And if you'd like to, oh yeah, if you'd like to receive texts from me, messages from me personally, occasionally, at least <laughs> once a week, I've, when I have a thought anyway, an unction just to share it with you, you can simply text the word kinetic to 31996. And which, by the way, is only available in the United States for right now. Miss Maggie, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What in the world? <laughs> I'm sucking down water. I'm so thirsty today. It's so good to see you across <laughs> across from me across, <laughs> with the microphone. Across from you uh, as opposed to across the room. Uh, wherever else. I've are. seen you all day. <laughs> Just running around the house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad to be back here. It seems oh, like it's been a minute. It has, because it has. Yeah. Well, we've been so busy doing some other things, yeah. but then also just preparing to get back with all of our Kinetic Believer friends yeah. and spend some time with you guys. I think everyone's busy right now with the holidays coming up mm -hmm. and a lot going on for everyone, for sure. Oh, and by the way, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners and truly it's all over the... In fact, I was going to pull up some of the locations where our listeners are and it's in every state, every continent, every country... <laughs> just about and it is all over the world now and i'm just so so grateful for yeah. all of our listeners and for you guys continuing to come back we've got so many of you now and emailing and writing and also we're getting ready to go back we had some maintenance to do in the it's the facebook group is that the facebook right? group yeah. yeah so we we had talked about closing it but you know, we heard from so many people who wanted to keep it open and maintain those open lines of communication, like you're saying, because there are kinetic believers all over the world. Isn't that interesting that kinetic belief transcends just countries, Languages and, continents, and, yes. everything? But, so we're reopening right. it. Um, if you were enjoying the, the kinetic believers Facebook group, it's going to be reopened, revamped. It's exciting. Well, I was enjoying it. Oh, yeah. I, was, I wasn't happy that it was gone. I know. I was just happy. I know. But not that it was gone. Yeah, well, we had to work out the management <laughs> of it, and yeah, we're rolling now. It's, so it's, it's coming good back. Stuff. That yeah. is so cool. Well, I've got a question for you today. Shoot. What is something that you believe will always be in fashion no matter how much time passes? Now, are you, are you talking about, like, society or actual clothing fashion? Well, it could be anything, just a trend or, hmm. yeah, clothing, fashion, that no matter how much time passes, it's always going to be in yeah. style. Um, leather seems to have been around for oh, a while. Oh, good leather. But that's not <laughs> that's a style. Like caveman. <laughs> that's like caveman. Caveman wore it. Bricks. We're wearing it. No. <laughs> I don't know. what. Um, so maybe, uh, you okay, know, something you wear. Uh, bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. Well, now that okay, bell bottoms will always be. In, you think so? Well, it is bell interesting bottoms. that they've, you know, just sort of like been, you know, coming back and again and again and again ever since they they started. I don't know. Um, what about a curtsy? 
<laughs> curtsy. No, I, I, was gonna say. <laughs> I wish we all curtsied. Hand, we, a handshake? We might start again. That's what I was going to say. We might start curtsying again because of the uh, the handshake is sort of out the window at this, at this point. That's right. Well, a handshake's not fashionable any, yeah. anymore. You know, but we have been experiencing some really amazing afternoon teas recently. And if you think about it, that has been hmm. um, in fashion, at least for in the UK. Time, right? For a long time, Yeah. So maybe that's it. Tea. Tea, Yeah. Oh, I know. Wallaby shoes. Do you what? remember wallabies? No. You don't? Like the animal? They're still Well, alive. I guess it's like the animal, but it's not a shoe like the animal. Wallaby, a wallaby is, it's a, it was a moccasin-inspired shoe. And, in fact, <laughs> wait a minute, I looked this up. Okay, I looked this up. And it, it's a, a moccasin-inspired shoe, and it was developed in Ireland, and it was launched in the 1960s, but then everybody oh was wearing gosh. them in the 70s. And when I was oh. in high school, everybody was wearing a wallaby. Well, and they, people still wear them, don't they? I mean, there's like a little... I don't know, because the fact that I've never heard of, of them thing. Yeah. It means something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it means that I'm out William touch. Clark had the idea of making the shoe perfectly fit the foot for greater comfort and practicality. <laughs> the you, wallaby. Are you Googling things again? Yes. Uh, I thought it would give us some Oh, facts I don't know. It was Clark. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Okay, so maybe not. Maybe not something you wear. What uh, What else would be fashionable? fashionable. Always in. Mm. Mm. It's a good <laughs> a question. Well, a trend. You know, it can also be a trend. A trend. Well, it is. But a trend is is the opposite of that. A trend is something that comes and goes. Mm, trendy. And so well, that's if, true. if it's, it's fashionable, a... it has longevity. That's that's different. Mm. Um, it, it's an interesting question, though. You know, what has staying power? Hats. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the you made fun of my hats. my uh, uh, my leather but, thing. But the, you know, we could turn it around and say, well, what will what do you just know is yeah. not going to last? You're like uh, the wheel. <laughs> the wheel is a long trend. Well, that's right. Well, the buggy, the buggy whip was not didn't have any staying power after cars. <laughs> I don't know. Hurry, hurry. Abort. Abort. Do you have plans for the weekend? Are you going to do anything fun? Oh, let's let's just go out into the city and, you know, now that we've talked about tea, let's do some tea. I'd like to go for a a hike this weekend. It's been a while. It has been. mm -hmm. been. We've been in the city mode for a while, so let's kind of go out into the the fields and the mountains for a day. Hmm. It's good because with the you know having to wear the mask in a lot of these indoor spaces, so yeah, yeah. we can go for a hike where we don't have to wear one. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, let's begin right now. Let's just go ahead and prepare to gain some knowledge today, and and to grow and to develop as kinetic believers, and just right now, you know, focus on having just a sense of presence wherever you are. Come into this moment. Just release thoughts of the future. Those to-do lists and just release the noisy talk and thoughts from the past as well. And just be right here, right now. Be present. Come into this moment. Awareness of your sensory presence. How does your body feel right now? Deep breath in. Exhale. Ah, now notice what it is that you're seeing around you and don't define what you see with words. Allow what you see just to be a form. Stay in this moment. 
just relax. Look within and notice, notice what you hear around you. Just allow the sounds just to be. Don't think about what it is. Just allow it to occupy space as it passes by. Don't believe anything about the sound that you hear. Just let it be. Breathe in. Exhale. Come into this moment and intensify your presence through awareness. Feel a little excitement as you begin to anticipate and expect with gratitude that something very important is about to happen in your life, in your thoughts, in your conscious awareness. Now, this is the moment that something memorable is going to happen to you. Breathe in. Exhale. Increase your awareness of the importance of this moment. Now, nothing else is going on in your mind. With the sound of my voice, you've entered into awareness. In between thoughts, bring now the image of your life's purpose, your genius of purpose, into this present moment. See yourself successful, surrounded by success and abundance. See this presence of being already done in your life, and it's not wishful thinking. This is the presence of who you are, the real you. This moment is enough to contain all that you are. Relax. Let your muscles go soft. Release every tension. The thread that's holding you up is not an act of your willpower. It's life energy. Breathe in. Life energy is holding you up, sustaining you. Feel the presence of your life energy in this moment. It feels good, doesn't it? Breathe in. Exhale. Now sense the substance of joy permeating the fiber of your being. Deep breath in. Let it out. Uh, let's learn. Let's learn something new and develop and grow to advance beyond. Today, seven ways to begin to live fearlessly. I'm excited about this mm -hmm. one.
Great, great topic. Fear has substance. It's not just an emotion. It's not just a thought. It, there's an actual quantum substance to all fear. And the substance of fear, it attracts that which is feared. Now, fear is not a thing. It's the substance of thought forms that's you know, dreading some uh, imagined outcome. And that's it. That is the universal trigger for fear, which is the imagined threat of some kind of harm coming against us. You know, the threat of harm, it can be toward our physical, it can be toward emotional or psychological well-being. But now, while there are certain things that trigger fear, and, and really all of us, it is possible to learn to become afraid of anything. I mean, we can be frightened of anything at all. A bump in the night with the right or the wrong inf uh, imagination, it'll produce the substance of fear to begin working in our lives. Do you remember the movie A Quiet Place with Emily Blunt? Oh, my word. That was a crazy movie. <laughs> well, Wasn't it so uh, intense? God. Well, we don't really watch movies that produce fear as a rule, but somehow that rule was, <laughs> it was broken and probably by you. And we ended up watching A Quiet Place. Well, I guess Thank it's not much. as scary when it's alien. <laughs> you or, think? Or based. Oh, I don't I, <laughs> I see don't it. Know. It's more intense. It doesn't feel actually scary. I, I can still remember the promo for it. If, um, remember that if they hear you, they will hunt you. Mm -hmm, <laughs> that mm -hmm. thing. Yes, yes. Speaking of fear, hear that car horn I know, out there? It's, it's over right. and over. Yeah, so, but, but <laughs> there was this family that had to live in total silence to avoid being hunted by these creatures that were yeah. um, hunting by sound. And yeah. apparently, just so they could yeah. kill you, if yeah. they could hear you, yes. right? The whole world was hiding. The whole world oh was gosh. living that well, way. Well, that's never good. No. Thinking about something like that, though, as some future tense possibility has every potential of producing the substance of fear in, in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's why it made for such a, I don't know, to me it was a terrifying movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily frightened by those things anyway. But there are different experiences that people have while watching scary movies. Yeah. And some people... Actually, they enjoy the gore. Some people like being startled, and some people enjoy the escapism that fear produces. But mm -hmm. just like any kind of addiction, it can be that can be to food or drugs or, or fear. The end result is that the substance of anything toxic, when obsessively consumed, produces negative results. And we're talking today about even the addiction to fearful things always produces negative results in our lives. Yeah. How scary movies make you feel is a big reason why people keep going back for more yeah I, I can see that well it's such a huge industry yeah yeah but people react differently to things that are scary and i mean that's just you can count on it you know that's so true <laughs> i mean if you if you sort of jump out to scare someone there are people who will scream some will take a, a swing at the person that jumped out at them you know others just take off running what do you do when you're frightened when you're scared uh, I think I just unexpectedly freeze. scared. I not, think I, not watching a movie, but startled. Oh, for startled! Time. Yeah, I like freeze. when I, I walked around the corner a minute ago, and and on the coat <laughs> rack was your coat and a hat on top, and your tennis shoes underneath, and I jumped. <laughs> he thought there was like a ten foot man <laughs> in the, so in the foyer. What do you do? <laughs> um, I think I probably freeze and scream. <laughs> freeze and scream. Yeah, <laughs> I don't run. Uh, well, I think I just absolutely lock up. <laughs> well, people have every kind of imaginable... I go boneless. You go boneless. Don't you go boneless on me. 
But reactions include mm-hmm. what? Fight, flight, uh, everything in between. And yeah. there are studies that have shown that people like who like scary movies tend to enjoy feeling really intense emotions that the fear produces. Mm. Stimulation, um, yeah. yeah. Well, physiologically speaking, when we are scared, our brain's immediate response is to go into fight or flight mode. So... When this happens, our entire physical body, what's happening is it reacts mm-hmm. to whatever you know has, has frightened us. For instance, your heart may race and your muscles can tense up. And it can even cause you to scream, yeah. me to jump. You can always feel that little adrenaline shot that Absolutely. comes coursing through your veins. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you remember the Frasier episode where he was a clown and he came out of the bathroom and he scared his, his dad? Yeah. He had an axe and all yeah. that, his dad had a heart attack. Yeah, he just almost died. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Well, you got to be careful with that stuff. When we, watch, when we watch a scary movie, it stimulates the brain and the brain responds with the physical and the emotional sensations that we call fear. Mm. Well, you know, you've said that that fear has substance and that that substance of fear, you know, it will actually come against us, meaning that whatever we're fearing, it's going to attract and manifest bad things to happen in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. so when we watch, for example, a scary movie, just by watching it, it, it seems like we're producing emotional sensations, you know, that are then rooted in fear and they're going to have negative effects in our lives. There's right. no way around it. That's, that's, and that's really putting the responsibility of, of setting ourselves up for good results in our hands, isn't it? Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, like you're always doing, you know, it's, it's up to us. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's a fantastic thing though. Well, yeah, we have control over what we will experience in life and it through the power of belief, whether we believe it or not. And in the quantum physical world, thoughts are made up of energy. They're carried by particles with, which attract like-kind energy to create. So in other words, the substance of love manifests love. The substance of fear will attract that which is feared. It will manifest a form of that which is feared. And on a practical level, somebody that is afraid of, say, getting sick is more likely to become sick frequently than somebody who's not afraid of becoming sick. We are creators created in the image of the creator with the same ability to imagine what we will attract into our lives. So as long as we hold an unwavering thought form and belief that all is well, then for the kinetic believer, all must go well. It has to. Nothing can be wrong within the reality of our awareness, except for our own personal attitude, which cannot be wrong as long as we trust in positive beliefs and we're not afraid. How can we know if we're operating in fear? It it can be subtle sometimes. Well, there are many indicators that we are anticipating something something to go wrong. Hurry, for example, that's a manifestation of fear. Mm. The person who is not hurrying isn't afraid of not having enough time or, or whatever they are hurrying to. If we act with perfect belief in our own perceptions of truth, which is our personal quality of being authentic, we will never be too late or too early. We're always on time. And nothing can go wrong with us while we remain in our present state of authenticity. You know, when I notice that things are starting to go off track in my life, um, a few a few 
key things that I notice are that my days aren't mine anymore. You know, I'm, so to speak, putting out fires all day. Um, so I'm just wondering, what's the first thing that we should do if, if things appear to be going wrong, going off track in sure. our lives? Refuse to become disturbed in our conscious thoughts or to be disturbed in our minds. Refuse that. Remember that the thought that something is going wrong can only exist in thought forms. Mm. But nothing can actually go wrong in this world but ourselves. And we can go wrong only by allowing the wrong thought forms to develop. So, for example, whenever you find yourself getting worried or into the mental attitude of, well, I've got to hurry, breathe deeply, relax your state of being. As you find yourself in the mental attitude of hurry, remember to tell yourself that your conscious response is fear-based and anything based in fear is not authentic to you. When things become frantic, the imagined urgency of thought is attempting to redefine our uh, authentic greatness, for example. And I, mean, I think I understand, you know, on a basic level why this is important, but why exactly is knowing how to recognize and deal with fear so vital to but, our success? Well, it's because hurry and fear will instantly cut our connection with the universal mind of God. Mm. We cannot receive creative power, the thoughts of wisdom, and our genius of purpose. It remains elusive until we are calm and present. Simply put, the substance of fear turns the strength of joy into weakness. Actually, the warning against fear is one of the most prevalent teachings in the Bible, which says to fear not 365 different times. The Buddha teaches that thought manifests as words and that words manifest as deeds and the deed develops into habits. And the habit hardens into character. So watch the thought and its ways with care and let it spring from love born out of concern for all beings. Quantum theory has shown that every atom and every molecule both radiate and absorb energy. So all organisms and things and thoughts and forms, all things are made of atoms and molecules and all organisms and items both radiate and absorb energy. Now, that includes me, it includes you, it includes the dog, if we ever get another one. It includes this, this table and the plants over there, even though they're not real. It includes our keto chocolate chips in the little box behind you. It includes everything. Many, many of us learned in school that atoms consist of particles that are called electrons, uh, neutrons, and protons. Yes. What high school science did not teach us is that these are not the smallest particles. They can be split into even smaller particles that include borons, fermions, quarks. And what we know is that these smaller particles are not made of physical matter. They are made of extremely powerful, invisible energy vortices. And these are the things that we can find um, only through quantum mechanics, only through the research that's been, for example, done using uh, quantum theory. You know, I've mentioned many times before how visual I am. So I just love it when you sort of paint a picture, you know, through quantum mechanics that I can use to see, even in the micro, the bigger picture of how we become what and who we become. 
Um, but seeing how one thing leads to another, it really has, I got to say, it's changed my life. Well, enlightenment is visualization. That's what it is. So we can imagine and visualize. So to better see, let's visualize the process of creation. And let's, let's just take a, a short journey here and let's do this backward. Atoms are made up of pure energy. Cells are made of atoms, which are energy. Organisms are made of cells, which are energy. Then organisms such as human beings, even while having this natural experience, are pure energy. Megan, you're pure energy. <laughs> and sounds good. <laughs> we are not solid matter, not at all. We are pure energy. And I know this sounds a little like science fiction, but this is just standard quantum physics. Right. We are ultimately energy, and every single person has their own energy field made of all the energy fields, and, and uh, they make up each cell, actually. And so the conclusion is actually very simple. Positive thoughts and beliefs enhance the development of life, while negative thoughts and beliefs contribute, uh, contribute to the destruction mm. of life. Wow. Now, for, for the one who practices kinetic belief, we continually shift our consciousness toward positive, life-giving thoughts because we know this. Negative, disabling, soul-destroying thoughts are put to the side so that we can thrive on purpose. Well, let's talk about ways to overcome fear and so that positive change may become a practice of ours because when we, when we do this, we move into the greatest peace, joy, prosperity, and happiness with the ability to attract healing and in ways that actually few have ever known. Fear can manifest in any way that's imagined. Fear of heights, fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of dying. Fear of public speaking, which we were talking about earlier today. Fear of rejection. Fear of clowns. Fear of peanut butter. Now, aren't you afraid of moist things? <laughs> no. Oh, I just don't like the word. Oh, okay. Well, the, the, there's the fear of fear. <laughs> yes. The list is endless. Yeah. Um, fear of words, like moist. I'm well, not afraid of it. Okay. So while, I just don't like it. While, while a lot of people believe fears are just a normal or healthy way of living, mm -hmm. just consider the definition of phobias that fear produces. A phobia is an exaggerated, and it's usually an inexplicable and illogical thought form. And it's a fear of a, a particular object, a, a fear of moist things, a fear of <laughs> groupings, a, a class of, sub, of objects or situations. <laughs> In other words, fears have no logical reasoning behind them, and they don't, they don't uh, serve a good purpose. So even though there are so many who will argue to make a case for being fearful, look, the substance of fear, when present, it torments the mind. It's an energetic that is unnatural to the advancing of life. Fear is the opposite of trust, which is not aligned with unconditional love. And fear is destructive to every good thing. If you've been living with a fear or, or multiple fears, today is your day to begin attracting a great change into your life and doing it within, to be able to overcome the substance of fear in your life.
Fear is not natural to the spirit of our being. Fear is the product of anticipatory anxiety. As creative creators, each of us have the creative belief abilities to be free from fear. So it makes me wonder, whenever someone feels afraid to, to fly, afraid to swim, to drive, the things you were listing off, so it just seems like they should first remember that, like you're telling us, fear is the manifestation of those negative thought forms. Yes. Uh, we begin becoming free from fear by putting... Seven modalities to overcoming fear for manifesting great change into practice and, and moving into the greatest peace, joy, and perfected abundance that we've ever known. The first thing to do is to watch what you're watching, like we're talking about. Franklin Roosevelt had it right when he said that the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. Fear doesn't prevent bad things from happening, and, and most often it's the cause of bad things happening. One weekend when I was still in high school, I went with some friends to see a horror movie. And <laughs> it, was, it was about accidents happening around this town in the movie that were being predicted. Ooh. And so, you know, on the way home, oh there we gosh. are. We're all just nervously laughing and talking about what we just watched. And, and I made the stupid joke saying that, hey, wouldn't it just be like this car coming toward us if it were just to run head on into us? Oh, my gosh. Now, is that not stupid or what? Yeah. And no sooner had I said that, after watching that movie, being scared, and saying what I said, that that car slammed into the side of our car. Oh, my gosh taking the, the side view mirror right off the car. And it was only inches from having been just a head-on collision with us. Wow. Now, not only did the movie open the door for us to become very fearful for our lives, but something actually happened quickly that aligned us with our fears. Mm. And it was probably my big mouth after watching the movie. It was probably but you. <laughs> our fearful expectations attracted a situation that was horror movie material almost immediately, within the hour. And so, whether you know it or not, images stay with us. Our conscious awareness, well, it's like a movie screen. And it can be used for us or against us. And so, begin directing your life to attract more life by watching what you're watching. Our thought forms should not be feeding on fear. It sh should not be feeding on horror or murder mysteries, negative news, or anything at all that is fear-based. Wow, that's really it though, isn't it? We are directing our lives to attract more abundant life by knowing that we're actually creating what we will experience, you know, by choosing what we're watching, specifically what we're allowing in through through our, our eyes. Making those wise choices. Yeah. And, you know, the, the second thing that we do in, is to acknowledge the source of fear. Know where it's coming from and be be alerted to what it is. And to win this battle and overcome fear, we've got to acknowledge that, you know what, it's not natural to advancing our mind, body, or soul toward perfected completion. To tolerate the substance of fear is not healthy. The inner dialogue of negative thought forms are not unique to any one person. They've been previously imagined to exist and are therefore, they are already, they're part of the universe. There's nothing new under the sun. Thoughts exist. They're out there. Fear is a substance. It exists in this universe. However, 
the choice to not internalize, to attract negative suggestions by not subjecting ourselves to fearful images, that is one of the most powerful ways to displace the substance of fear from our life. One of the first things we can do. And then understand that fear is never for you. Fear is always against you. Fear has never helped anyone, but instead it causes every person who's under the influence of it, it causes them harm. Whenever, whenever you start to feel any type of fear, remember the cause and effect. Doing this will immediately help you to know what it is that you need to do. And then the third thing I would say is one of the most powerful things that we can do immediately as kinetic believers is, is this. It's to refuse to fear. When we know why fear comes and that it has substance generated by thought forms and that fearful beliefs, while maintained, will attract destructive manifestations knowing this, then we can begin to learn how to resist fear. So is it possible, I mean, can we really make a choice to not feel something? Because when you say, you know, quote, refuse to fear, it it does seem like we're refusing to fear what we're feeling. Feelings and emotions. Boy, that's yeah. a big one, isn't it? And sometimes those things feel, you know, just so out of your control, even if they're happening within you. Mm. Is it possible? Absolutely it's possible. Emotions were never meant to be in the driver's seat of our lives. That is where we belong. Mm. For example, yes. you know, we, we can choose to love, we can choose to forgive, and choose to live a life free of fear. When we refuse to fear by resisting the energetics of fear, our choice not to fear attracts freedom and peace into our lives, which begins this domino effect of happiness and the healthy advancing of our mind, body, and soul. Whenever a fearful thought tries to create images and and begins storytelling the narrative, that's when we should be quick with a response and literally choose to be present and think thoughts that say, absolutely not. No, I refuse to fear. Talk back to your fears. When the mind begins trying to validate being afraid through reasonings, why we feel afraid and to justify fearful thoughts, that is when we get into the driver's seat to choose what our responses will be. Remember that we don't fight thoughts with thoughts. We fight thoughts with words. One mistake that many will make when they begin to use their creative authority to become free from fear is they will try to outthink um fearful thoughts Hmm. and they begin this internal dialogue of debate and trying to be smarter than and out thinking fearful thoughts when (laughs) when we use our creative authority to destroy the substance of fear with our words that's when we become successful powerfully dynamically successful for example when a fearful thought comes respond immediately and i do this out loud i mean i do it with positive words describing what i have chosen to believe and, and this begins the process of just releasing the power of kinetic belief to attract my highest viewpoints into my life. That's it, isn't it? By maintaining our greatest expectations for these experiences, we, we remain positive. We speak positively. Mm-hmm. And you know, in turn, we're using our, our creative authority 
to destroy the stuff, the substance of fear, to keep mm-hmm. it from directing our lives. Because you're so right. It, it really is sort of a gut reaction to, to think, well, I'm going to go toe to toe with fear. I can outwit fear. Um, but that's the completely wrong strategy. Yeah. And that's, that's really the fifth way to live fearlessly is we use our creative authority and we do it by facing our fears, which is vital to defeating them. One way to demonstrate to ourselves, for example, which is who we have to convince after all. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is as personal as it gets. We have to convince ourselves that we have no intention of accepting the manifesting substance of fear into our life, and so we're going to face our fear as a result. You were telling me recently, Meg, that about a horse that you were riding when you were just a young girl, and yeah. it, it taking off with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the the show was over, you were few uh, finished showing off. <laughs> how you had a choice of whether or not you were going to get back on. You had to face what had become a substance of fear. Yeah. What what transpired? What happened? Well, so we, um, I was out with a friend. We were just riding horses through the woods, and a bird flew out and just totally freaked our horses out and um they just took off and the moment that mine bolted it sort of shook me off to the side and my feet came out of the stirrups i'm literally just hanging off the side of this horse and i could feel a tree just sort of like wisping my hair as we were just the horses oh going full speed and you know knowing that i had almost been cracked into a tree i just Mm. closed my eyes and let go (laughs) and just hit pretty hard but yeah um but the the guy that let it loaned us the horses. Um, we didn't want to freak him out because we thought, gosh, we won't be able to ride again if he knows that we, we got thrown <laughs> off. And so uh, we got back on and just rode back like nothing had happened. So, yeah. So, well, you know, you faced your fear. And that's the key is we don't accept fear in our life. Speak harshly to it if you have to, but face our fears and we do it in peace and in faith and with the, the unction of knowing that, you know what, all is well. Yeah. If you got back on the horse, all would be well. Yeah. It would be okay with the owner. It would be okay with the <laughs> horse. And ultimately, it would be okay with you yes. as it was and, and is. <laughs> yes. And the sixth thing to do is to trust in your authentic self. What are your fears? Fear of not having money. Fear of, of losing a relationship. Maybe it's fear of losing a job. Fear of dying of a specific health condition. Maybe whatever your fear is. Look, fears don't belong to you. So don't take ownership of them. Fears do not belong to you. If we move our cares over into the casualness of presence where all things exist undefined by fear, we move every care over to our all-is-well place of awareness. Then when I'm present, like we began the podcast with today, In this place, whatever the care may have been, the substance of peace, love, joy, happiness, which freely flows into my present space, will provide the wisdom and the patience to remove my cares from me. But if we insist on holding tightly to every care, every concern, every worry, every fear, doing so blocks the presence of creative wisdom from moving on our behalf. We can be free of fear when we understand that the urgency of cares is the presence of fear. And the seventh thing I would say to do is just not let the fearful 
uh, substance and imaginations direct your thoughts. Without knowing it, you know, most people live in fear and they dwell in negativity and they talk the language of fear. And those that talk that language do it a lot. <laughs> They're fluent. Yeah. Fluent in fear. And when a person like this is in our lives, this is where we're going to have, we always got to make some decisions. Look, we don't necessarily have to cut people out of our lives, but you will want to limit your time spent with those who are a constant stream of fear and doubt and worry. Now, you may think that their fear and negativity doesn't affect you, but what, what you stream into your eyes and into your ears becomes the present fuel for your mind, just the same way that whatever you put in your body becomes fuel for your body whether healthy or damaging. So don't let the fearful direct your thoughts. Spend time with people who are positive and filled with kindness and filled with love. That alone will bring great change to your life and keep you free of manifesting damages of fear. So if you're, if, look, if you're ready to stop attracting to manifest destructive outcomes into your, into your life, recognize that all bitterness Regrets, anxiety, anger, double-mindedness, hurry, worry, it, all of that is fear-based. Stop being scared and great change will begin manifesting into your life. By applying the balance of kinetic belief, which are dreams that we desire, gratefully imagined to be true for us, we begin finding ourselves developing in a new habit of living within perfect peace. We don't need to fear anything in this life. Creation is kind. It's life-giving. And where fear is not the guiding force, a long and happy life, one that's filled with the abundance of joy and laughter and prosperity becomes a reality for us all. Socrates said that the secret of change is to focus all of our energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. The kinetic believer determines, you know what, that our own values are ours, specific to ours. They're unique to us, and, and we follow them unapologetically. Look, we allow ourselves to blossom and to grow and to continue to transform. Even as adults, we don't stop the process. Now that you're grown up doesn't mean that everything, that you stop having fun. <laughs> All of those living their best, best lives understand that we're continuing to grow and develop into new and bigger and greater things and in greater ways. You know, Nothing excites me more than being free from the spirit of fear, the condemnation and guilt that it seems to always bring with it. Mm. You want to work on some highest viewpoints? <laughs> yes. Do you let's want to do that? Get rid of fear. Let's, say, let's, let's do this. Just say this out loud. Say, loving who I was created to be emboldens me. Loving who I was created to be emboldens me. Speaking my mind. Speaking my mind. With confidence. With confidence. Is easy when I don't care. It's easy when I don't care. I choose to be love. I choose to be love. I choose to support others. I choose to support others. For who they are. For who they are. My fearless approach to doing me. My fearless approach to doing me. Is increasing each day. 
it's increasing each day. I am confident. I am confident. And positive about my life. I'm positive about my life. I feel fantastic. I feel fantastic. About who I am. <laughs> about who I am. Every day. Every day. I know that I can attract anything. I know that I can attract anything. And I believe that I can attract all things. And I believe that I can attract all things. Living fearlessly improves my self-esteem. Living fearlessly improves my self-esteem. And guess what? And guess what? It's actually fun. It's actually fun. Being confident. Being confident. Is my natural state of being. Is my natural state of being. I believe in myself. I believe in myself. And I know that I was created. And I know that I was created. By the desire of love. By the desire of love. To become love. To become love. To be loved. To be loved. And to love. And to love. So that's what it means to be afraid of nothing. And that's what it means to be afraid of nothing. But fear itself. But fear itself. Which I refuse to fear. Which I refuse to fear. <laughs> In case you're wondering. In case you're wondering. Seven well, ways to live fearlessly. If you want to maintain a fearless life, you can also use the 100-day guided journal that Stephen has created. It's really more of a hybrid, a book, and a journal. You can find that at stephencanyon.com. The digital version is there. And also the hardback copy is there as well that you can uh, receive anywhere in the world. Isn't that cool? It's so cool. KB Creatives, yeah. thanks for always coming back and joining us for another yes. podcast. And you too, Ms. Maggie. <laughs> well, thank you so what much. A, what a pleasant uh, experience it is to always do these with Isn't you. it always fun? It just recenters. It's so invigorating. Absolutely is. Yes. Yeah. Sending out much love to all you KB Creatives all over the world. Yeah. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.